I'm gonna do the computer recording again because the cloud's still full. Cool. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, we're really kind of excited to have this resource for everybody, and just ha having seen how many people are watching this later on YouTube is pretty amazing. It's like over half the team is um, kind of at one point or another have, have seen every uh, every talk that we've done. So it's pretty amazing. And how many people are here? Like, you yeah. know, what it, once again, like kind of our intent with getting these started, it was just to like bring people together and to give this like an actual team feel so that we can like actually see, you know, who's on the team apart from like social media and give us like a more authentic way to connect uh, where we can see people face to face, ask questions, like actually communicate. Um, you know, and this kind of started like right when the pandemic hit and I, you know, decided I wanted to have informal coffee meetups with some of my athletes. Um, and then it was just kind of spiraled from there. But um, we just know that it's like, you know, it's been a super tough year for so many people. And we really want these meetups to continue to be a resource for people, not just, you know, as like fun YouTube videos, but like as a meaningful way for people to connect with their community and with their teammates and to ask questions. Um, and like, while we're all kind of hunkering down to just feel less alone, because it's a super tough year. Um, and it's just great to have a community of people who were all going through similar but different things um, and just to feel less alone. And I think that that is super, super important. Like I, I wouldn't be nearly as okay without just like the support of this amazing community and like giving me all kinds of new purpose and just resources and people to lean on and talk to and be inspired by and in what has been a super weird year. Yeah, that's a really, I think that's a good introduction for the topic of today's call to um, and a good segue into things because today we're going to talk about mental health. Um, we know that it's been a very difficult year for everybody um, in microcosm and way outside of this community as well. Um, we've been touched by this. There is not a single person on the team that hasn't been on um, and we know that that really adds up and can amount to a lot. So we want to talk about mental health today um, because we want to make sure that A, you guys have the tools that you need um, and, and B, that you also know that it's okay to not feel okay. Um, in fact, it's more than okay. It's totally normal. Um, and hopefully in, in some part, we can help to kind of destigmatize some of this stuff. Um, at least I think for, for myself and maybe for, for male athletes, this can be really tough to talk about. Um, so yeah, we'll kind of just dive into it. I guess the, the kinda, caveat yeah, to that is- I would say first is, thing, we wanted to say right up top that we are not mental health yeah. professionals and that there are a ton of super amazing actual mental health professionals on the team mm -hmm. and that we really lean on them for a lot of uh, guidance and education as well when we're trying to make resources and learn and grow ourselves. Um, and that like, if you do have any concerns, like, and you would like to connect with a mental health professional, like we can definitely get you hooked up. There are people that, um, either we know through coaching um, that are, you know, our teammates that work on the team. Um, also just another great resource. If you're at all curious about seeking um, outside help, Bigger Than the Trail, which was founded by our own runner, um, Tommy. I don't know if he's on the call, but you're our hero, Tommy. It is a resource that helps 
connect people with teletherapy in, in a way that's affordable. Because we know that price can sometimes be something that prevents people from seeking the help that they need and deserve. So if that's at all um, a category that you fall into or identify with, let us know and we'll connect you with Bigger Than The Trail because they offer scholarships for weekly teletherapy through BetterHelp. Um, we were also just going to shout out to BetterHelp for being a really great resource. Um, you know, it's for $60 a week, you can get online therapy. And that's super awesome, super accessible, um, particularly in a time where we're all kind of hanging out in our homes. And we would just encourage anyone who's curious about expanding kind of their toolbox to start with some of those resources up top and to talk with a professional. Yeah. And how about for more athlete-driven uh, resources. Mm. Uh, so someone really, we, I highly recommend is Danielle Snyder with Inner Drive Athlete. She specifically works with athletes on mental health and performance coaching. So um, if you're like, I know that for me, being an athlete is such a huge part of my life that I wouldn't feel very comfortable um, working with someone who wasn't like aware of that, like running is such a big part of my life. And I don't want to waste like any time or energy trying to explain that to someone who doesn't like get it. So I've always preferred to work with mental health professionals. So I don't have to like explain um, my relationship with running to, I, I always want a mental health professional to help me investigate my relationship with athletics, but I don't want to have to like, um, Kristen just dropped Danielle's website into the chat box. That's super great. I just don't want to have to like, I, it's, it's good to work with someone who like gets it. And Danielle is an athlete herself. She said a bunch of really bananas FKTs and is just an amazing human. Um, and if you're, if you're at all curious about the stuff, I would definitely look her up. Yeah. And I think uh, that's a good place to kind of maybe start the conversation. Yeah. Um, we're all runners. And I think as runners, uh, many of us have a tendency to maybe overemphasize the importance, uh, the therapeutic purpose and importance of, of running. Um, I kind of thought it would be a great idea to start the conversation there because we don't want to overemphasize uh, running as a singular way of feeling better if we're not feeling our best. Um, having a, a very diverse tool set can be, can be really helpful. Um, not just for, helpful, but it's necessary because yeah. if athletics and running are your only tool, then like when that gets taken away, either because of a pandemic or because of injury or sickness, if you don't have other ways of working through just like the facts of being a human, then you're really shortchanging your ability to thrive. So I would definitely always encourage people to investigate, like, are they over-reliant or even dependent on athletics? Um, just if exercise is your only way of working through hard stuff, that's, 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 that's a problem. Um, and that doesn't mean you need to not, you know, run or like not, you know, use exercise as like a meaningful, um, element of your mental health toolkit, but it, it just, it should not be the end all be all. I, absolutely. I completely agree. What Zoe, like, what do you feel, how should athletes think about this? If they're having a bad mental health day, you know, how do we decide when to run and maybe when to give ourselves some extra grace and to take that rest day? Yeah. Um, I guess I just want athletes to know if they're ever having a day where like, just like with my job, if I ever need to take a mental health day, that's going to be received by the people I work with, with unconditional support and um, like, no, like I'm not going to question it. Right. And the same goes for my athletes. If someone needs to take a mental health day, take a break from the log, whatever it is, I support that unconditionally. Um, 
and that's, you know, it's always great. Like anytime you're having, dealing with a lot, a lot of stress, a lot, a lot of anxiety, like sometimes taking calculated steps back from training are not only important, but are physically and mentally necessary. And that is always okay. And you are always going to be supported by your coaches. If you're going through some really real tough stuff, no, you don't need to go out and force a tempo. So for me, something I really like athletes to work with is like, learning to understand the difference between if I go out for a run, is this going to like maybe help me like re-regulate my nervous system? Is this going to help me feel a little bit better? Well, just like getting away from the computer and going outside, like, will that be helpful? But not using that as either a way to like treat what you're going through or cover up what you're going through either. Um, I would also say that if you're experiencing physical symptoms of like panic or anxiety, like obviously don't run. Same with a cold, right? Like if you have symptoms below the neck, you're not going to run. Um, same goes for like mental health things. Like if you're having really serious elevated heart rate or like problems with breathing or like really serious, like mental or physical symptoms, whatever those are to you, then I, I wouldn't recommend running. Um, like definitely never force through a run if you're having like health issues related to your mental well-being. Yeah, and, I, and we have kind of touched on some of those stress responses in previous calls and in a couple blog posts. So I would encourage you guys to look at those resources and kind of use that as a rough guide for maybe starting to build some awareness around how high anxiety or high stress or maybe panic-like symptoms might be manifesting in yourself so you can make these calls for you because as individuals it's difficult to like say like here it for us it's hard to say to you guys like here are hard rules on when you should run or not i think zoe really did a, a good job of of kind of broadly you know the broad strokes on that um but again like every person kind of manifests these things in different ways for some people if you aren't feeling good it's very natural to want to do something that expresses a part of you or helps you or you know where the outcome is going to be feeling better right so we want to make sure when we approach the runs that we're approaching from that perspective where we're thinking i'm going to use this run i might not be feeling good right now but i'm going to use this run because it's some it's this vehicle of expression for myself it makes me feel good and i know that the outcome most likely makes me feel good so I'm going to go and do it with the outcome in mind. I'm not doing it because I'm, I'm punishing myself because I'm upset and I need to hammer in a run to hammer in some of the feelings I'm having. I'm not going to use this uh, in a way that might not be beneficial on, um, right? Cause we don't, we wouldn't try to reverse what we're feeling or at least sit with it and be okay with it. Um, so that's kind of something that as coaches, we definitely, we definitely see kind of that mentality from time to time and try to kind of guide people to the other side of that, right? Where we're looking for the positive outcome at the end of the run um, and not necessarily using the run as a vehicle to hammer in the bad feelings that we're having. If or it's like going the to feel like a punishment negative. or if you're using it as a tool for self-judgment, I would recommend a not it running that yeah, day. Absolutely. Um, and that's totally okay. Like we've definitely both had days like that. Mm -hmm. I know I have, and I will again, and that's totally okay. Right. Like I don't want to conflate running over identify with 
being a runner or athlete in a way that's going to be detrimental for my mental health. And I never am going to gamble with like the health of my, you know, one and only brain, you know, there's no run that's worth that. So just learning to like, take it day by day and give like, cut yourself slack on days that it doesn't happen. Like that is always totally okay. Unconditionally accepted here on the team. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that kind of the other, um, I think, place that sometimes people go to the run for that therapeutic kind of side, it's not just the outcome that they're looking for, it's also the space that they need, whether it's space from uh, a tough day at work that, you know, might have created a situation which that individual wasn't feeling good, or something that was happening in another facet of their life. Um, the run and the space that the run provides time in, in nature can be helpful. Um, you know, just getting out the door, breathing in fresh air, uh, the endorphins of the run itself all can be really, really beneficial. And that's why the run can be therapeutic. Um, but again, there are some caveats to that, right? Because if you're under stress, the run will always, no matter how easy you're going, will create stress. It releases cortisol. There's no way you're running and it doesn't release cortisol. So like, once again, I know we say it all the time, but I will say it till I'm blue in the face. Running is stress. No matter if you feel like it's stress relief or not, it physically creates stress for your body. So, yeah, so just be gentle with yourself, be good to yourself and be kind to yourself and know that like your body doesn't really care what your brain thinks about running and it's going to release cortisol. I think it's, yeah, you nailed that. And I think in order to find other outlets of space, um, we, we kind of had a few tips. Um, one that I really like is taking a walk. I know that's something that Zoe does as well. Um, but it's a much less impactful, much less stressful way to get yourself that same space. Um, you know, we, we all want that space for various reasons. Um, maybe we physically need space to uh, to separate ourselves from an environment that doesn't feel good, a person, uh, some, a situation at work, whatever it might be. Um, but doing that in a way that is less impactful, AKA maybe a walk. You could also take time to journal. Um, that's very helpful. Some breathing exercises or meditation can be really helpful as well. Um, and sometimes even just removing yourself from the environment that you're in and going, uh, you know, go outside and sit, be in a place of nature, a calming place that can be really helpful. Um, and the idea kind of behind this is to, you know, you remove yourself from the environment or that thing that might be causing the reaction that you're having. Totally. Um, and I would be dishonest if I said that like never once does my own self-esteem and self-worth get caught up in athletics. And so I love walking because it is a physical activity that helps me feel better. And there's like, very little risk of me accidentally conflating my self-worth as a human with my walking performance. Like I'm very good at that at not judging myself <laughs> based on walking. Uh, whereas sometimes with running, that can be a struggle. So I tend to lean when I'm not, when I'm having a tough time, I tend to lean more on the walking as a way to re-engage with like fun physical activity without overemphasizing running and like just really making sure there's a good separation there. Yeah, totally. I like that a lot. I think that that's just so important. Um, you know, some things that I think come from, from being in those, in spa those spaces uh, are, are kind of the, the introspection and the sitting with your feelings and becoming more aware and maybe accepting of those feelings. Um, I know that that can be a really big 
reason for wanting to take the space, which is to kind of work through whatever you're going through with yourself. Um, something that I kind of try to think about in those moments though for myself is that I may not be the best person to self uh, diagnose what I'm going through or to, to give myself the best um, advice at all, all the time. I'm not the most objective person for myself. <laughs> In fact, you're probably the <laughs> right. Like, yeah. um, the way I like to say it is that like, I don't trust myself to cut my own hair. I'm not going to do my own dental work. I'm definitely not putting myself in charge of my own mental health or like I might be in charge, but I am not the end all be all resource for my own mental health and well-being. And I would really encourage people to once again, flesh out that support network and get curious and like, you know, have a trusted friend that you are able to communicate and like name thoughts and feelings with. Um, recruit a professional. Like if you're not already working with a therapist, if that's something you're even at all curious about, like do not wait until it is a crisis to reach out to a mental health professional. Don't even wait till it's like a real struggle, right? Like you don't wait to go to the dentist until like your teeth are falling out. It's like just part of being a human and taking care of yourself that you're like, all right, I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to like take care of stuff before it becomes a problem. I'm going to like respect and honor my like brain and body by, you know, having a support system that reflects the like complications that come with being alive. And I'm not going to, you know, like feel less than because I have a support network. And I think that yep. it's just so important to, um, like if you have, like, you don't need to, I think something that people struggle with is they are like, well, I don't want to, you know, reach out for help until stuff gets bad or like, well, you know, my suffering is so not bad compared with other people's like, you know, things are okay for me or like, they're not that bad yet. Like I'll reach out when they get bad and don't wait to reach out, like reach out, you know, recruit your support network while things are great and start like investigating, um, where issues might come up and start building out that tool set while you feel good and healthy so that that way when things do get hard you're like prepared and ready to go right like you don't just learn to you know run fast right before a race like we do that all the time we practice we build tool sets we improve we grow um mental health can be can be the same but like don't wait until um you know don't justify whether or not you need to seek out help like everyone can benefit from having a more robust support system and tool and tool set yeah, I agree. That support network is everything, right? Because it's good to be uh, reliant on yourself. And I think that that is important. But um, as you mentioned, Zoe, like there are limitations to that, right? Like we don't do our own uh, dental work. You know, we shouldn't have to do our own kind of mental health work too. Um, I think that there are tools that you can get by talking with people, leaning on friends, family, co-workers sometimes if you need to, um, professionals as we've mentioned and the resources that we've mentioned here that we really like. Um, all of that is really important, right? Because we need sounding boards for the things that we are going through and feeling. We also need people to mirror back to us the things that we've been saying. Because again, it's very difficult to be internalizing something and be introspective with it and also be kind of non-judgmental and, and also objective about what you're saying. So have, hearing what you're feeling said back to you can be really, really powerful. I think I mean, what he's touching on there is like the idea of like validating your own feelings, right? Like yeah. allowing yourself to feel what you feel. Something that we've seen on all ends of the spectrum, particularly during the pandemic, is people 
um, either feeling guilty for feeling happy or feeling guilty for feeling bad. People that are either saying like, oh man, you know, even though stuff has been really great in my running and at work, I feel a little bit of guilt and shame around experiencing joy when there are a lot of people that are suffering. And just know that you're allowed to experience happiness and joy no matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going on with other people, those feelings are valid. On the other end of the spectrum, um, you don't have to suffer the most on earth for your suffering to be valid. Being a human is freaking hard. It just, it just is, you know, you can have so many things going for you, um, so many privileges and advantages, and there are going to still be things that are hard because that's just what being a person is. So don't get in, don't fall into the trap of comparing how you feel to other people and delegitimizing your feelings just because you're like, oh, well, you know, I at least have food in a house. So like, what right do I have to complain? Like, you know, your feelings are valid, right? Like it doesn't mean like just because there are people who are experiencing other harder things than you doesn't mean that what you're going through isn't hard because when you try to suppress those feelings and invalidate them, they're just going to grow stronger and stronger and lead to more acute suffering. So just allowing yourself to feel what you feel, whether it's like really great happy feelings that sometimes feel disconnected with the current moment or really hard feelings that you're struggling to validate because you don't want to feel like a complainer. Like you're not a complainer. Being a person is super hard and giving voice to those hard thoughts and feelings allows you to process them and work through them in a way that gives you more perspective than just pretending that they're not there. Yeah, and I think that that really brings us to our next point, which is know when to say no and set your boundaries. If you're consistently having these conversations with people who aren't willing to listen to you or validate the things that you're going through or feeling, um, you have to be an advocate for yourself in those moments and know when to set that boundary, what, know when to say no, and to try to find another resource that's more beneficial. I think this is something that is, is really, really important, right? Because we, it, we're all humans we feel a ridiculous spectrum of feelings in any given moment, any given day, based on a number of things that stimulate us and come into our environment and our lives. Um, so being able to kind of wade through all of that is important as well. Um, so it's not just kind of the people that you surround yourself with, but it can be the things that you're exposed to, the media that you uh, take in and how much you take in what you're scrolling through on social media and in your Twitter feeds, you know, all of that does have an effect. Um, so it is really important to set those boundaries. And that's something that I think takes a lot of time in practice. It's not easy for people to do, at least in my experience as a coach, having, you know, worked with a lot of people, I find that everybody struggles with, with setting boundaries and knowing when it's important to say no and when it's okay to say yes. Um, it's something that we, we can all work to improve on, um, but is a vital component to this process. It's a tool for your toolbox. Um, yeah, boundary setting, like particularly just like being able to express with people like, hey, here's what I'm going through. I'm feeling sad today. Here's what I need and here's what I don't need, right? Like, um, you know, like we can't all be everything to everyone at all times, right? Like my athletes know that when I'm talking with them, when I'm in the log with them, I'm fully with them. And if I'm not prepared to be fully with them, then I'm not going to engage because I want to be fully prepared to support them in a way that's authentic and is like what they need at the time. And if I'm not prepared to do that, then I'm not going to like offer that or like, you know, half-ass it. 
Um, and I think that, you know, we should all feel like we're able to be like, hey, you know, I'm not in a space today where I feel adequately prepared to support you. And that's okay. And just voicing that, like, I'm on, you know, got some anxiety going on. I'm not prepared to hold all of your thoughts and feelings today that like, that's okay. And people will always respect and honor, or people will tend to respect and honor that. And if they don't, then that's not a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. Yeah. I, I think that that is so well said. Um, boundaries are just, I can't say it anymore. <laughs> They're so important uh, without the boundaries. I think um, sometimes, at least for myself, my own mental health really suffers. I mean, for me, it's a lot of creating boundaries around work and letting people know um, like what my office hours are, um, creating boundaries around my own social media usage, creating boundaries around my own news reading habits, um, making sure that none of those things become compulsive or a way for me to like avoid tough feelings or like avoid being in my own brain. Um, so like making sure that I'm only checking news in a way that's like actionable. Like if I'm just gonna just like read stuff to like avoid just sitting with my own thoughts and feelings, then that's when I need to kind of distance myself from doing that. If I'm just scrolling as a way to like avoid sitting with thoughts and feelings, um, or if it's like going to cause mental stress for myself, like cause, you know, anguish because there's sometimes just head spaces where like, you know, scrolling through everyone's like epic adventure photos or like, you know, whatever they're doing for their workout is not like crazy beneficial for me and knowing when those times are and like, not allowing myself to engage in those healthy, those unhealthy habits. And, you know, even doing things like I have programs on my phone and computer that do and don't allow me to check social media and news sites at certain times of day. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. It's what I need. I agree. I think everybody should make those considerations. I mean, you're, you're putting yourself in not to take the conversation or steer it too far into the stress management and stress department, but when you're constantly scrolling, uh, you actually are in, imparting a lot of stress, mental and emotional stress onto your system um, that you, you usually are not aware of. Um, but that is kind of the, the basis for some of these things like Instagram and uh, Twitter, Facebook is to keep you engaged. Um, so be very careful with that kind of stuff and limit your, your hours. I think certainly something that we've done in boundary setting for ourselves is try to limit that stuff, um, particularly to the evening hours where, you know, after a certain time, six or seven o'clock, you know, we're no social media basically at all because we don't want to have that like heightened state before going to sleep and things like that um, can really affect your quality of sleep. And sleep is related um, to all of this. It's one of your most important tools, especially when you're not feeling well. Um, if you're not feeling mentally good, it can be challenging to sleep. So any sleep that you are getting is, is vital to balancing your hormonal system and making you feel a little bit more refreshed the next day so you can take on whatever challenges that life is bringing your way um, without that sleep and setting those boundaries around that. You could be doing yourself a pretty big disservice. I think the other side of that is to always say, you know, don't overemphasize any one or two poor nights of sleep, right? Because again, we all are humans and we're going to have nights of sleep, uh, poor nights of sleep that we really wish we didn't have. We had a few this week um, in particular. And it, I, I, for us, it's really challenging to be okay with that and to sit with, you know, a few hours of sleep instead of eight. Um, <laughs> like if you're an anxious person at a certain point, that, you get yeah. like, you develop anxieties about your own anxiety. Um, 
which yeah. is always like a fun thing. Or about not getting enough sleep. Yeah. You know, you can get, have an anxiety around that. Right. Just it just knowing, turns into that negative yeah. thought spiral. And I think like kind of another point I'd like to make is like, even though we are offering a lot of advice um, and like, these are all things that we should all work on and like use these tools and try to move towards a place where we feel better. It is just always okay to not feel good. Like, yeah never judge yourself for not feeling good, for not feeling happy, for not managing things the way you want to feel them, for not feeling as capable as you like imagine yourself being on any certain day, like of being as like balanced or just, you know, I think we all have these ideas of like what we want to be. And then the thing that creates so much distress is that like gap between where we are and where that is. So just cut yourself tons of slack. If you're having a day where you're super anxious and like your run isn't going that great or like work is super hard, don't compound that anxiety for judging yourself by being anxious. Don't, if you're having, if you're struggling with like depressive thoughts and patterns, like don't judge yourself for that. Like we, there are so many amazing, gifted, talented people on this program who have struggled with all of those things. And we've been there and we've struggled with things as well. And it's just okay. And like, you don't have to immediately learn a lesson from it. You don't have to find the silver lining. You don't have to learn and grow from it right away. It's okay to just sit with feeling not so great and just accept it and like kind of give it a hug and then move away from it in your own time and in a way that feels right to you. Like I think that not to interrupt, but yeah. I think that's one of the really important reasons why we shouldn't overemphasize the run mm -hmm. and the introspection that sometimes we get, especially during long runs, right? Because we, it's okay to be, to not feel good. And yeah. it's part of the process and we want to emphasize giving ourselves grace, trying to maybe limit a little bit of that chatter that might be going on in our minds and our heads um, and try to do that in a way that's non-judgmental in the way that Zoe's describing. It's really about all about self-care and non-judgment. Um, and that can be a difficult tool to learn when you're out on a long run. I think that, that the long run sometimes can be introspective, but not so much in a good way, um, especially if things aren't going the way that you expect them to go or the way that they've gone for you on previous runs, the expectation that could be there and not meeting that expectation could reverse any of the work that you've done via a support network or by reaching out to a coach or a friend. Um, you know, so we really want to be careful with how we use all of these tools. Sorry, yeah. that really no, just came I, to yeah. mind. By and I think that like something that's been really interesting that like I've just seen in reading is that we tend to see like when other people are vulnerable about what they're going through, we tend to see that as like very heroic and brave. Whereas if we were we we're, we're rarely as tempted to like view those th same like perceived imperfections in ourselves as being brave. We think like, oh, that person is brave, but I'm just like a mess. That person is authentic, but I'm just like, you know, an imposter. Um, and we judge ourselves so much more harshly than we would ever judge anyone else. So like try, and we're all trying to do this, but like move towards that place of like, sometimes the way I hear athletes talk to themselves, they would never talk to a friend that way. And I do it too. Like the things I've said to myself and believed about myself, I would never ever express to another human being. And I think we all need to move towards that place of trying to speak to ourselves in a much kinder way and like celebrate our own imperfections in a more authentic way. And it doesn't mean you have to like, you know, be like, you know, you don't have to write like a, 
you know, 900 word Instagram essay about it, but like learning how to like communicate what is uncomfortable about yourself and like learning to sit with your insecurities and to celebrate them in the same way that you would like if a friend revealed their same insecurities to you because we we're, we're so willing to cut other people slack for those things and we're so unwilling to do it for ourselves because we allow other people to be brave and vulnerable in those ways and we rarely allow ourselves to do that same thing so just really trying to dismantle that double standard that we all have for ourselves and to speak with to ourselves in a much in a much much kinder way and to cut ourselves slack in the way that like you would always cut someone that you love slack. Yeah, and it's, wow. Again, um, I think that was just really well described. Something that really comes to mind um, for me, based on what you said, is trying to take ownership of the things that you can own, control the things that you can control, and discard the things that you can't. Yeah. I think that the process of reinforcing that and understanding these things takes time. Um, there's no expectation when you have this, you know, profoundly tough moment where you're not feeling good. There's no expectation that you learn something from that right away. Um, a lot of that learning is done a lot later on than people really want to lead you to believe. Um, and which is another reason why you don't have to go out there and hammer down an introspective long run. The learning will come and it often comes in periods of rest, not in these periods of acute stress where we're not feeling good. So control your environment if you can. Um, try to control some of the things that you say to yourself internally. Turn to positive affirmation in the same way that you would during a tough moment in a trail race or on, um, you know, maybe in meditation or something like that. Things that you can say to yourself that, that build you up. Um, try to remove the things that break you down. It's very easy. I think it's, it's human, um, part of like the human condition sometimes to grab hold of those things that don't feel good and then repeat them over and over and, and really magnify them in our, in our consciousness. And I would advise you guys or guide you to be very careful about that and try to build some awareness around when you might be doing that, especially if you're, you're having a, a tough day, you're not feeling your best. Um, in, those kind of, in those moments, I think it's really helpful, again, uh, reach out to somebody. Make sure you're mirroring, someone can mirror back to you the things that you're feeling, someone who can validate those things for you. Um, being left alone with that stuff can be a pretty big challenge. Yeah, and I think, you know, like right now, it's just like a lonely time for a lot of people. Yeah. I know, like, it, it's just tough. People aren't working in offices. People aren't going to group runs. Um, you know, they're not going to trivia night. Like, it's just a hard time. And so, you know, try to find new and creative ways to like connect to your community. Um, and that's like one of the reasons that we have these calls, right, is to just provide an outlet for that so that people can like come together, see another human face, talk about the best thing in the world, which is running and just like be a team, be a part of something. Because I think we're all feeling pretty disconnected at the moment. And that can be very easy to fall into, like when there's not as many races and like, you know, our office scenarios are changing and like 
you know, people that have been perceiving higher, you know, higher degrees, like don't get to celebrate their accomplishment with graduations. People who are getting engaged are having like two person weddings and like just getting married at city hall and like taking all these very necessary steps. And it's just okay to grieve those things. Like it's okay to grieve the loss of like accomplishments that you thought, you know, might've like that 2020 might've promised. Um, it's okay to like, feel disconnected and lonely. It's okay to wish there were more races. It's okay to just miss like going out to the bar or the cafe or like whatever it is that you used to love to do. Yeah, absolutely. And don't feel bad about it. Like I think so many times in the logs I see athletes say like, you know, I feel really sad about this, but I know it's not that big of a deal. Like if it's a big deal to you, that's okay. Like own the stuff that's a big deal to you because trying to diminish those thoughts just makes them like fester and become stronger and stronger. And try not to compare those thoughts to maybe what, how some of your friends might be thinking or other people in your life or influences on you might think unfair to hold that onto yourself. We can control those things, right? Like we can control who we're comparing ourselves to. And it's okay to also be in a place where you feel you want more for yourself and that you desire more or you're striving for more. Um, even if that's during a difficult time, if, even if that's in your career, if that's in a relationship, if that is in your, you know, your financial situation or what you want to do athletically with your life, hey, Bubba. you know, you can, sorry, somebody's, there we go. Um, you can strive for more and that's okay. Um, you should not feel bad for the, having those feelings. Yeah. I think once again, it just comes down to like letting yourself feel what you feel, validating it and, uh, you know, sharing it when appropriate with like the right people. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like we kind of hit. Yeah. Our Sarah points. Strong, who is a expert, um, said, I love thinking about this snack break with running. If you physically feel badly, you stop and eat a snack. If you are mentally in a bad place, you can also stop and take a snack break. Stop. Notice, accept, be curious and be kind to yourself. Oh my God. That's such good advice for life too. Yeah. As someone who like, so good. also frequently falls into the like how much of this is what i'm feeling how much of this is the fact that i literally need a snack um i think using that like sh mental shortcut as a way to investigate and like work through what i'm feeling is so 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 useful oh my gosh i love um, that accept and be curious i love that part too i think like asking yourself questions about like why you feel a certain way and like getting to the bottom of things and this is um just because like if you're always trying to be tough, then like whatever you're covering up is just like always going to affect you more and more and more. And I hope that at least our team is always a community of people who are able to be honest and authentic and vulnerable and don't have to put on a mask and don't have to feel like they need to um, have a certain image about like, oh, I'm so brave and I'm so tough because like the people who are amazing at this stuff are the people who are always um, striving and learning more about being curious about themselves and are like always asking themselves tough questions and are always trying to um, be more and more honest while accepting that we all inevitably fail at sometimes being the best stewards of our own personhood and that that's okay. But like, you know, annoy, or like ignoring it and trying to always be the tough person um, or like always like putting others before yourself, um, you know, like in order to help other people, we always have to learn how to support ourselves and how to take care of ourselves. And that does not make you selfish, um, 
because if you're not taking care of yourself and if you're not getting what you need, then you're truly not going to be able to provide that for other people. I know that for me to coach to the level I need to coach, I have to spend a lot of time supporting and caring for myself. Like we both do. Um, and that like, that doesn't make you weak. That doesn't make you lesser than that makes you a person and that, um, you just, you cannot fail yourself. Cause then that's also a way that you can fail other people. Yeah. I think that's a great place to leave it. I think that's just so important. Take care of yourselves, take care of the people that are special and important to you and that you love in your lives. It's nothing more important than that. Um, and just, it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And in summary, we want to build a, a diverse tool set, mm -hmm. right? Um, so that can be anything from running to mindfulness, meditation, breath work, building a support network, taking walks, taking space, removing yourself from environments that aren't suitable to you or that don't reinforce um, the things that you need or are striving for, setting boundaries, really, really important. One of the biggest points, I think, um, at least for myself. Um, also kind of, I, you know, I think we, we grazed over this, but I'll, I'll say it again in summary here. Identify the things in your life that bring you joy and make sure that when you're not feeling good, you don't cast those things aside. You embrace those things, um, set the time for them. You know, it's a really, really good, um, the snack acronym is so, <laughs> so great because in these moments where we need to stop and it kind of acknowledge things, recognize, notice, accept, um, those are the moments of pause where we can kind of say, okay, I'm going to take 20 minutes to do this thing that I know the outcome of which will make me feel a little bit better. And then after several times doing those things, hopefully we feel more than just a little bit better, but a little bit, a little bit more better. And we're on our way to kind of maybe reversing that, you know, feeling that we've had that, that might be bringing us down or something like that. Um, and just know that yeah. we never expect you to feel, act, or be a certain way. Like, wherever you are today and forever, you are welcome here. There is space for you. Whatever you're feeling, thinking, whatever you're struggling with, like, we are here to help you, to help connect you with resources when we've reached the extent of our expertise. We are here to support you unconditionally in whatever way is best for you. Yeah, and again, um, bigger than the trail. Tommy's mm -hmm. uh, nonprofit is really, really helpful. We've had fr personal friends of ours utilize that service. Um, BetterHelp.com, something that's big in, in our household. Um, also, Therapy. yeah, Danielle uh, with InnerDrive Athlete um, and Addie Bracey. Zoe's done a lot of training with Addie um, in mental The brain's toughness. been getting a real workout in 2020, <laughs> tell you what. Just crushing it. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna burn out the like webcam on my computer. Yeah. <laughs> oh my the things God. it's seen and heard, oh my God. Well, thanks guys. Um, yeah, I know we're, we're cutting it a little short TJ has today, an athlete meeting. but I, I have a call coming up here. So I gotta move on to the, to the next thing. Uh, but we'll see you all on Friday and I hope you guys have a really great week. Be kind to yourselves. Yes. Send questions. Bye.